You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 204. Maya, we've been doing this for a long time. Of the Black Eagles podcast. And I am your host, Sinan Schwarting, live from New York City in some unseasonably warm weather. It's like the spring again. Um, and there's no metaphor in that. Beshitash sucks lately. Um, maybe it's foretelling. Maybe... Maybe, maybe we're going to crush Dortmund tomorrow and finally get some points in Europe. <laughs> I just jinxed it. Knock on wood. Uh, no, um, today the, ma- the weather does not align with Bezhiktas' performance. Um, which I suppose is a spoiler, but come on now. Uh, <clears throat> apologies for the late episode this week. Um, I guess I could make the argument I was waiting for all the results to come in. The, the final match day, or the final matches of this match day. Uh, the final matches of this week of Match Day for the Super League just came to an end. And it is relevant. You know, Konya just played, who is up, up ahead of us. A number of teams are up ahead of us, though. Um, but to be 100% honest, I'm a little under the weather. Um, my other podcast was even later, if you'll believe it. Um, so, you know, don't feel bad, folks. But yeah, let's let's dig into to what was an interesting match against Kasim Pasha. Um... Sergei Yeltsin was not let go of uh, leading into this match, which um, you know might have been a surprise for some, to be honest. Certainly, there were a lot of people qu- calling for it. I've said my piece on it, you know. Operation is in effect as of right now. I don't care if he goes. I don't think we're gonna find the solution for the rest of the season anyway, um, unless there's some brilliant, like, just masterstroke of luck. Um, but, you know, you can't really count on that. You certainly can't plan for it. Um, so let's, uh, you know, let's not stress too much about the rest of this season, which is weird for me to say, given that I do a podcast about Besiktas. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. This seems like a throwaway season at this point. We'll go into why at the end of the match. Um, we talk about standings and whatnot. But let's talk about this match a little bit. A little bit. Um, so... Lineups in goal for, for Besiktas. Or, you know what, let's back up a moment, shall we? Before we dig into the lineups, let's talk briefly about uh, our history with Kasim Pasha. I mentioned uh, previously that um, in our last 20 matches, we had won 12, they had won 5, and we had drawn 3, which is, uh, you know, something that should have benefited us, you would imagine. But, um... In their last few matches, and I hadn't covered um, a friendly, or no, sorry, rather a Turkish Cup match they had, which, you know, it can do something for one's morale, I guess. But, you know, going into this match, uh, they had beaten Yeni Malatyaspor on, on October 30th, five matches ago, and that was their last win. And then they lost to Gaziantep, lost to Fatih Karagumruk, 
They managed to draw Adana Demirspor, which is, you know, on the road no less, which is no small feat. Uh, and then they came up against Kestelspor. Um, I couldn't tell you what what league they're in or anything like that. I'm not trying to do research on Kasim Pasha. Anyway, they won five to nil, uh, and that was right coming into our match. So obviously a bit of a morale booster. Um, poorly timed for us which can be no surprise to anyone. Everything seems poorly timed for us these days. But anyway, uh, yeah, so that, that's like the, uh, the foundation for what, what was coming into this match. Let's talk lineups. Um, Ersin Bestanovu in goal. Domagos Vida next to Wellington, back into the lineup. Um, interestingly, Montero was not included in the match squad. I don't know what deal was with that. Perhaps he's injured, something of that sort. Who knows? Valentin Rosier on the right side of the defense. Ridvan Ilmaz on the left, so. Um, some good news, I think, for anyone who supports the academy. Um, midfield, Joseph de Souza behind Atiba Hutchinson and John Bozdoan. Um, and then up, ahead, up front, we had Kyle Lan on the left, Rashid Gazal on the right, and Mishi Batshuayi up front. Back into the lineup for him. So, um, no real shock there. I mean, obviously, John Bozdoan coming in is a nice surprise. Uh, seeing Ridvan reinserted on the lineup, also a nice surprise. Um, as far as up front, you know, Kyle Lahren starting on the left side, perhaps a bit of a surprise given Nkudu's inclusion of late, but um, not a huge one, I don't think. Um, you know, it's, it's not one that anyone would be too upset about, I don't think, just given, you know, Kyle Lahren's productivity to some extent. Anyway, uh, I don't want to give anything away. This is a bit of a spoiler involving this later, so you know, we should get used to seeing Kyle Lahren up there. Anyhow, let's talk about this match. As far as their lineup goes, Harun Tekken in goal, Jeffrey Bruma, the 30-year-old Dutchman, next to Ryan Donk, the 35-year-old uh, Suriname. Actually, he's from Suriname, but I thought he was Dutch. No, he's you know, affiliated to the Netherlands, as is, I believe, Suriname. Anyway, um, Sakib Aitach, left back, not young, 30 or 30 also, Florent. Hader Gionaj, Kosovan, 27-year-old, right back. The the center of their midfield would be Dojan Haspola, 21-year-old Dutch Turk. Uh, next to Haris Hajradinovic, 27-year-old Bosnian. Um, Valentin Acerik, 29-year-old French, is their left winger. Yusuf Erdogan, a name many will recognize who follows the Turkish league, was their right wing, 29-year-old uh, Turk. Up front, they'd play Nikolai Jorgensen, 30-year-old Danish forward next to 25-year-old Umut Bozok. So two forwards against us, which is you know, perhaps a bit surprising on their end. But, um, you know, Hakan Kutlu is, is a name that many have not, you know, I don't, we don't really know what he's up to these days or what he's up to as a, as a rule. Anyway, let's dig into this match. Let's finally dig into this match that nobody wants to relive, probably. Um, seventh minute, Rashid Ghazal with a really A-plus cross from deep, finding Kyle Lahren's head. He sort of bloops it way up in the air and sort of down into his own pad. Um, and in trying to hold off the defender behind him so he can get a shot off, he sort of forgets to take a shot. I think he could have easily scored, but instead, Haroon gets it. Uh, but that doesn't really matter that much, because in the 11th minute, slash 12th, um, John Bozdoan, um, unassisted because the defender seems to sort of nick it off him, but he fights the defender off, gets it back, 
and sends in a shot from outside of the box. Just sublime, you know, left-footed, which won't surprise no one because he's uh, perhaps over-reliant on his left foot. Uh, but yeah, the 20-year-old German Turk, John Bozduan, with just a sublime wonder strike. And bam, Besiktas is up ahead. Uh, and that's a debut goal for the young man. Um, but so, <sighs> we wouldn't be done. Excuse me. 15th minute, Rashid Ghazal would find Mishi Bachuay. It uh, looked like it was almost perfect, maybe a little too high. Or Bachuay was a little too slow. And he wouldn't quite get his head to it. It would be called offsides, but I think if it had gone to VAR, they would have found he was not off. So, whatevs. Um, 29th minute, Ridvan, a really poor touch, gives it away to Yusuf Erdogan, who sort of raises it into the box, cuts in, because uh, I think it was Vida who sort of didn't defend particularly well on the, on the follow-through, on the follow-up, rather. Uh, but Yusuf sends the shot wide, slicing it just beyond the goal, the goal posts. Um, and we're, we're, we're still up ahead. Uh, just in time to, um, to to respond in the 32nd minute, Mishi Batshuayi with a goal called offsides. So I don't even want to go into the details of it. It's depressing. Um, 43rd minute, a yellow card for Joseph de Souza. In the 46th minute, they would sub in Kevin Varga for Nikolai Jorgensen. So they'd bring in, uh, you know, go a little bit more sort of defensive in theory. Varga is, of course, the uh, Hungarian winger. So, um, yeah, Besiktas, no changes, as you might expect. And right out of the gates, 48th minute, Umut Bozok gets an sort of crazy opportunity. It finds him right in front of the goal, and he sort of screws the pooch. Slides in to try to get the ball into the back of that, and, and just sort of fluffs it to um, Ederson. I mean, he does pretty well to advance and get the ball. Uh, Bezhash responds kind of well, a few chances, kind of. Um, finally, like the third really good, I mean, for, not really good, the fourth, third decent chance in this little flurry. Um, sees a corner come in from John Bozduan, I think. Or no, maybe it was Rashid Gazal, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Point being, um, Harun Tekin punches it out and it hits very definitively a Kasim Pasha defender on the hand. Now, I didn't get a very good angle on it, I'm not gonna lie, because nobody even seemed to notice it or pay any attention to it. But I'm pretty sure his arm is out of position too. And that he sort of punches it down accidentally, no doubt, but nonetheless, like a handball in the box. Um, that, you know, whatever. And in the end, Wellington gets it off of the handball, sort of takes a shot. Has it saved off of the line by Florent Hadergionage. And they live to tell the tale, I suppose you could say. Um, 66th minute, we see Kyle Aaron given a yellow card. Maybe he was complaining about that. 67th minute, he subbed off for Georges Cavan and Kudu. Um, 76th minute, they bring in Evren Eren El Mali for Sakib Aitach. Interesting. I thought he'd been playing fairly well for them. At least he was really annoying. I wanted to put him on the hit list, but whatever. Um, doesn't matter though. 76th minute that that they make their sub. We sub um, Rashid Gazal off for Mehmet Topal, which I mean I can't think of a more confounding substitution. Um, that was 
a very bizarre one. Rashid Gazal is probably having one of the better games of the season for himself, personally. Um, they then also subbed Tarkan Serbest in for Dorjan Haspolat. 79th minute, Atiba with a really nice sort of dribble and cuts it back to John Bozduan, who sends a shot in, but it's saved fairly easily, although, um, you know, kind of uh, Harun Tekin's moving the wrong way and has to use his feet to make the save. Um, could have been placed better, though, no doubt. Uh, next up, 81st minute slash 82nd. Yeah, um, a nice ball up from Ryan Donk would find Eren on the wing. Eren would send it in really well. Um, Wellington just, I don't know where where he is on this play. He doesn't even make an attempt on it. Finds Umut Bozak easily. Eren, by, by Eren, I mean Evren, Eren, El Malet. But he goes by Eren, apparently. Um, anyway... Umut Bozak scores, 81st minute, 1-1, one one. nobody's shocked, or sorry, maybe 82nd minute, but I don't think anyone's shocked. I honestly expected it the entire way through. They were starting to press more. I mean, statistically, we we were better. Uh, we, we had way more good chances and everything, but still, you kind of, just given where we are, our luck and all year, kind of saw it coming. It doesn't help that they um, may have gotten away with a handball in the box, not many, not like just minutes earlier, but... Whatever. Actually, it was like 10 minutes earlier, but whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, substitutions. Mortada Ben Uanu Uanes comes on for Yusuf Erdogan. Mikhail Travnik comes on for Haris Haidadinovic. Kenan Karaman comes on for Atip Hutchinson. Guven Yalchin for Mishi Batshuayi. In the 88th minute. In the 89th, yellow card for Tarkan Serbest. Uh, and for Wellington, shoving. In the third minute of extra time, Mikhail Travnik gets a yellow card for them, and the game ends a draw one to one at the end of full time. And um, I mean, it, it, it might as well have been a loss, right? Like, didn't help us. It's just a single point. Nobody's happy about it. Um, but here we are. Um, let's dig into the stats real briefly. We had 55% of the ball to their 45. 14 shots to their 8, 6 on target to their 4, so um, quite inefficient. I mean, why, why not, right? Another sour note to, to highlight this match. We had 3 big chances to their 2. The game ended 1-1, one to one, as you may or may not recall. Accurate passes 424 by us to their 316. We completed them an 83% rate to their 77% rate. I mean, they, they were pretty good, though. We kind of played our game and still just didn't get the result. We, you know, it is what it was. Kind of, I don't know. It just felt like what what was coming the whole way through. You knew we were really disappointed somehow, <laughs> which sounds terrible, but I mean, I think most of you would agree. Uh, individual stats: the most high, the highest rated player. So Florent, Hader Gionaj, and John Bozduan were tied at the top for highest rated player. Next up in line, Rashid Ghazal, then Umut Bozok, goal scorer for them. Wellington, interesting. Valentin Isetic, I guess statistically he doesn't get hurt from whiffing on their goal, whatever. Uh, so Isetic, Valentin Rosier, so a little bit of French there. Eren Elmale right there, who came in really at the end of the game too, so good on him. Obviously the, the assist helped. Jeffrey Bruma, Dojan Haspolat, and Ridvan Yilmaz. Oh, and Atiba Hutchinson. Uh, and so those are the, the good to, to the best from the very top, the best to, to like high, high, good, high rated, above seven. 
for the kind of above average you had Harun Tekin, Joseph de Souza, Ryan Dunk, Kyle Aaron, George Cavan, and Kudu, who, by the way, would be injured in this match. Um, it looked bad, probably an ACL thing. He might be done for the year. No one should expect to see him play for quite some time. Uh, he went off and it looked really bad. He was on crutches leaving the stadium and, and a boot the whole nine yards. Um, and then Domagos Vidas, Akip touch. Nikolai Jorgensen and Mehmet Topal just sort of toe the line of being above average. But, yeah, I mean, look, man of the match has to be John Bozdoan. He looked exciting. He scored a fantastic goal. He had a number of opportunities. He's obviously way over-dependent on his left foot. And I don't think we need to hype him up as, like, the next best, the next great thing, the Turkish Messi or whatever the heck people tend to do. Because um, that's just unrealistic. It's going to put pressure on him. And, like, realistically, he's clearly got limitations. Like, for example, no right foot. <laughs> but, certainly he had a good, a great match, even. Um, he created a chance. He had a goal. Four shots. 14 accurate passes. Only at a 70% rate, but he was in very advancing positions, so you can be kind of pleased with it. He missed a big chance, no doubt about that. But he only had one shot off target out of four. Three of them on, you know. 43 touches, so very active. One for one on long ball. Oh, no, sorry, one for three on long balls, but one key pass. He won six of 13, no, sorry, seven of 13 duels. Not bad. Uh, two, only two recoveries, so he didn't come back a ton, but he wasn't supposed to. He had Joseph back there, you know, kind of fulfilling his role pretty well for much of this one. Certainly the first half. Um, so, you know, he was doing what he was supposed to, and he was doing it very well. Uh, so I don't have any problem giving him man of the match. I mean, shouts to Rashid Ghazal, who I think had perhaps one of his best matches of the season and was robbed by just the usual poor finishing by Bashik Duck. Um, oh, and bad luck and poor timing and, you know, all the other things that go into it. But um, at the end of the day, it wasn't a terrible outing for Bashik Duck, if we're going to be honest. Uh, we we got to be able to score goals. This is really... The impotence up front is becoming um, a kind of consistent problem at this point. And like we knew, like, we hoped Kenan Karaman would be good enough for to be a backup striker. He clearly has not been good enough. Um, and Mishi Batshuayi has um, lacked a bit, you know, in terms of um, the final up. He, he, he almost got off to a good start, but it all sort of fell apart. I mean, but you can't even really put it on him. Like, I think everyone is playing poorly. He's not, he doesn't stand out as being like a poor performer per se. He's just not doing enough. Much like the rest of the team, if we're going to be honest. Rashid Ghazal is coming into form um, just in time <laughs> um, for nothing to happen, apparently. Because nobody else seems ready to step up and lead this team to glory. And obviously the, the problem with, with Gazal being on form is that you kind of need someone else to be at least mildly on form to put what he's serving into the back of the net. And so, um, I don't know. You know, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if someone else is going to figure out what to do, um, if he's going to keep up this form. But Nkudu's gone, so clearly I think we're going to need another winger in the in the offseason. We might have to deregister Nkudu because he probably won't... I mean, there's a good chance he won't be able to return. Um, six months out, probably. If it's a bad ACL thing, we'll see. Stay up, Una. Stay tuned for more on that. But yeah, um, all in all, just not 
good, obviously. And that's it. Now, let's talk standings. Let's talk the future. Let's forget about the past. Because what good is it going to do? Now, the standings. In first place. Because now that we've waited for the whole week's matches to be played. We have Trabzonspor on top with 39 points. In second place, Konyaspor with 27. Tied with Fener on points. Though they're ahead on goal differential. Then Hatay in fourth with 26. Bashakshihir in fifth with 25. Alanya in sixth with 24. Then Galatasaray in seventh with 23 points. Then us. Uh, no, sorry. Then Fatih Karagumdruk in eighth with 22. Then us in ninth with 21 points. Um, and behind us, this is an interesting. Adana Demirspor is in tenth with 20 points. And then. Sivas and Gi Sivas, Giresun and Kayseri all have 19 points. Altai, Antalyaspor and Gaziantep with 18. All six of those sides could put any one of those six sides could potentially have 21 points or 22 points um, come the end of the next match. So if we keep dropping points, we could find ourselves. I brought us, by the way, all the way down to 16th place, right above the relegation zone with those 18 point squads. So. We're three points above, you know, the teams that are just above the relegation zone. Um, so take that for what it is. We are not doing very well. And that is an understatement, perhaps. Now let's talk about the future. And specifically, we're playing Dortmund tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> so um, strap in, folks. I'll be back pretty soon, uh, hopefully. Now, as far as Dortmund goes, nobody cares, right? Like, we don't care about this match. We don't care about the Champions League. We're not going to do anything good in the Champions League. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. Uh, Dortmund, let's, I mean, what the heck, right? Uh, in their last five matches. Uh, five matches ago, they lost. Well, you know what? Let's go six so we can talk about their last Champions League match as well. Or, you know, two champions. So they lost to Ajax 1-3 in Germany. They lost to Leipzig, RB Leipzig, Red Bull Leipzig, um, uh, on the road, 2-1. to one. They beat VfB Stuttgart, 2-1, to one, but then, again, in the Champions League, lost to Sporting, 3-1. to one. Sort of real poor outing for them. That was it for their Champions League campaign. Um, against Wolfsburg, they won, 1-3 to three on the road. But then they followed it up with a loss to Bayern Munich, 2-3 at home. So they're in kind of middling form, winning, losing, winning, losing, um, and losing some of the bigger ones. So they're probably not like thrilled about life, you know, in general. Although with that said, they are in second place in the Bundesliga with 30 points, four points back on Bayern Munich. Uh, and that's despite losing to them on the week. So the, they were only a point back going into that. <laughs> Uh, and they had a chance to overtake them. So they'll obviously be um, pretty devastated about how that match played out. Um, you know, as far as like how they'll feel about where they are right now. Uh, it's probably worth noting that it'll be they'll be even more devastated because they had the lead. Um, you know, they scored in the fifth minute and they had the lead for four minutes uh, and then it was taken back. Lewandowski. Uh, then, yeah, I mean, it was like, it was sort of trying to fight the, uh, against the inevitable tide from then on, it seemed like. But anyway, um, Dortmund is going to be upset about losing 
and I mean potentially hopped up to win this, although they have nothing to play for either, because they can't fall any further than they have. Uh, I mean, Champions League money is always welcome, although if the players don't feel it, so that doesn't necessarily motivate them to do anything. So, I mean, it's going to come down to, uh, I think, sort of smattering of B-team players and A-team players on either side. Um, a match that doesn't matter for much. You could see Dortmund running away with it, you know, just given our form and, and everything. Just as you could see us maybe nicking a result ourselves um, against the grain, if you will. But anyway, for what it's worth, this game matters almost none, like zero. Doesn't matter at all. What does matter, however, are our games upcoming. Um, next match is on Sunday, December 12th. We'll be hosting Kaiseri Sport. And then we have a week off. Hooray for me. And then we're playing Fenerbahce uh, on the road. So we're on the road. It's a derby. 1 p.m. Um, on Sunday, December 19th. That's obviously going to be a huge game. Then we're going to host Guztepe. We're going to be on the road in Konya. And then we're going to be hosting Altai in the Turkish Cup. And then we get our little break, finally. We won't play again until January 9th. So we'll have, you know, like a week and a half, basically, to, to, to unwind for the New Year's. Uh, and so that will be, that, you know, that this, this chunk of matches here, these five matches, if you include the cup match, um, or the Champions League match, or six if you include both, but really four matches in the league. Kayseri at home, Fener on the road, Gustepe at home, Konya on the road, are going to dictate what the rest of our season will be all about. If we lose to Fener, I mean, obviously, if we lose to Kayseri, we might as well, I mean, I don't think anyone would really be shocked at this point, but if we lost to Fenner, that would be tragic, because then we'd be giving them a hope for their season to potentially try to fight Trabzon for the title. If we could beat them, it would be fun. It would make us feel better, but also it would really devastate them and their chances for uh, you know making a run at the top of the league, given just where everything is. Um, the fact that, I mean, already Trabzon is 12 points up on Fenner and Konya. So, um, a loss for them would really set them back. I mean, assuming Trabzon keeps winning, we, we kind of all expect Abdul Avci to choke and fall apart at some point. Just how much can he, right? Um, I mean, I guess if they lost four matches in a row at this point and, and either Trabzon or Konya won their four matches, boom! The league's back on. Which is not impossible given Avci, right? We've seen it before ourselves. You know? Live and direct. But anyway, let's forget all about this stuff. Uh, let's forget all about everything. Let's try to enjoy our last match in Europe tomorrow, 3 p.m. or Tuesday, December 7th. At 3 p.m., we're going to be in Dortmund in Germany. And yeah, let's just, um, let's hope, let's hope it goes all right, I guess. Uh, anyway, and also remember, uh, this coming Sunday, December 12th, we'll be hosting Kaiseri Sport, but I'll theoretically be back before then to discuss whatever the heck happens in Dortmund. Uh, anyway, until then, see you next time, folks. Follow us on, tw on Twitter, at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow myself, Sinan, at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Um, check out my other podcast, by the way. Just started up. Gotten some great guests so far. Uh, it's kind of more of a news podcast. Not much in the way of sports. We're just talking about sort of news events from around the world that are perhaps not getting quite the attention they deserve. Anyhow, um, for me, I'm signing out. See you next time, folks. And as always, let's go, Besiktas! Peace out!
Bobo'nun önüne. Bobo aldı. Bobo girdi. Bobo. 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 Bobo çok babasın. Çok harikasın. Çok güzelsin. Harika. 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 Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.